Hey now, hey now, hey now, welcome everybody, got my AC going in here, so I'm actually getting a little chilly, you are watching, I got the heat on, well, I'd rather the AC than the heat, but actually I just want to be comfortable, that's all I want, it doesn't really matter I guess, it got down to the 40s last night, so I was like, I should probably turn this on, you know, plus my, my, my entire house is ceramic tile, so it does not it does not hold heat or cold. Like, so some places you'd be like, Oh, you know, open a window or whatever. You don't need to turn it on yet. Not until it gets colder. It's like, no, nah, my house. No, it's going to be as cold in here as it is out there. If I don't have some kind of central mm. air going on. Yeah. We had a few good days last week and it's back to just, you know, it's an, it's an oven. Swamp ass. Yeah. It's just, God, it's horrible. I'm just so, I'm so over it, but, but, Everybody listening right now, Christian and I are going to do this new thing. We're going to remind you at the top of every episode, wherever you download or listen to your podcasts on the audio side, whether it be Apple, whether it be, I don't know, Spotify, whatever you use, please leave us a rating. It doesn't have to be five stars if you think we're trash, although we'd appreciate five stars, but it really, really helps the algorithm and gets this podcast out there to more nerds like us and like yourselves. So yes. please, please do that. It takes five seconds. Christian and I both created a fake, well, not a fake account, but both created and uh, rated it on Apple uh, when we first started. So guys, if you can take 10 seconds out of your day just to leave us a rate, just to help us get a little bit more exposure here because we like what we do, we'd appreciate it. I, I thought I was disguising myself too. Then I looked at it. I was like, fuck, man, that's my own name right there. <laughs> I well, look I, like such I, a jackass. But you, the name I created was Hugh Janus. So, you know. Oh shit! But yes, guys, seriously, is if you listen to this on Spotify or Apple, just please leave us a quick rating. It does help us. We're do, we, on Spotify. We actually we have right at thirty five star ratings, which is good. But uh, it's like we are. I was telling Nick, we average like two hundred listens on Spotify. You know, imagine if all those people would rate. That'd be amazing. Yeah, rate people. Anyway, do it. You doing other than that? You guys are doing awesome. That's the only yeah. complaint I have with yeah. you people. Yeah. Come on, guys. Step it up. But you rock. Oh, man. But um, it feels good to be offline for once, to be honest with you. Like, not, not, it's, not, not, it's not that I don't want to deal with the chat or anything. It's not them. It's just nice to be able to nothing to have to do except yeah. talk. Yeah, we, we can steer our own conversation. You know, it's it's kind of – and we love the input from you guys, absolutely. But sometimes it can be a little much because when you do a live, you want – to interact with the audience. I mean, you got a hundred plus people in here bouncing around different topics and, and topics and stuff. We don't want to feel like we're letting somebody down. So every now and then it's nice to take a step back and say, guess what? This was pre-recorded. So if you hate what we're talking about, can't change it now, baby. <laughs> yeah. <You know? clears throat> uh, I'm trying to think of a few preliminary things before we get talking about quite frankly, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So we may as well start with the, it's not an elephant in the room because, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, so the other night I did hmm. my second call in show. What happened, Christian? People were yelling the N word, man. Mm. Like, honestly, it's like it, whoever did it. I don't. It's like, are they are they a fan of mine and they were fucking with me or do they not like me or, or were they just wanting their five seconds? You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be one of the three, probably the latter. 
I think they wanted their five seconds, but it's just like, you know what, dude, it sucks because I actually like got to hear from, we got to hear from some really, really cool people. And like movie Eddie was this amazing caller who has like all these stories about running the projection. It's like, dude, that show gave us a guy like that to, to hear about and stuff, but now Mm -hmm. I can't do it anymore. And people are like, don't let it dictate what you do. I was like, yeah, but like, what if YouTube gets that, into their system and then they like because you know they're doing transcripts of videos now on youtube mm-hmm. like if you pull up a video there's a transcript and i think that they do that to look for words and stuff that is could be deemed inappropriate or or hate speech or whatever and if that n-word comes up which nobody should be saying especially on the internet come on guys like why why are you gonna yell the n-word like what that's the word like what is wrong with you the n-word <sighs> And it was yeah. clearly white. It was clearly white dudes. Like you could tell, you know, and it was so like fucked up, but yeah. So it's just like, I can't deal with that guys. I can't risk not only one having like, it, like it, what if, what if like I had black people watching the show that were and we do, I know we, we do. do. And like, what if they had, they had to hear that live? Like, it's like, God damn. No, it's you know? bullshit. And, and as Christian said, and, and we can't reiterate this enough, that word is not acceptable in any place ever. Um, especially we don't want to give some false impression or Christian doesn't that he condones it because he leaves a stream up or an episode up where somebody tried to pull a prank like that. Like it's, it puts us in a really shitty position because it's fucked up and we can't do anything to stop it except not take calls anymore. And that sucks because Again, Movie Eddie, for example, you know, Dalton, Quentin, guys like that, that call in regularly, that listen, watch regularly, that want to interact with us in that space. That's been taken away from everyone because somebody Jack that lives in their mom's basement. Yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> like, honestly, you're probably listening to this right now. Whoever did that, like, why don't you just like come out and message one of us and be like, it was me because like. You know, it, it's just it's shitty, man. Because you want to remain in anonymity. I have their numbers. I mean, I, they 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 weren't hiding their numbers. They they you know, I have their numbers on my phone. But what, I mean, what difference? It, what is, it just I, it's just like it's know? cowardly to fucking do it. It one it and two, it's just ruining something for everybody else. So congratulations, you peed in the pool, and now <laughs> everybody has to get out. Yeah. So sorry, guys. Maybe. Look, and I appreciate it. Some people are like, don't let it, like, dude, fuck that. Don't let them win, blah, blah, blah. And and I get it. You guys are totally right, and I appreciate it. But, like, I do not have time to do a stream for an hour and a half and then go back, process it, and edit it, and re-upload it. I do not have time. I have way, I, we all have a lot going on. I, that's that's an ad. When I, when I spend an hour and a half for a podcast recording like this, live or not, when it's done, all I have to do after this is upload it. That's it. But like, I don't have time to process it, download it, edit it, re-upload it. It's just, guys, I, I can't. I appreciate it, but I, I don't have the time to do all that. So, sorry, but so, to quote Nick, some jackasses <laughs> had to ruin it for for people. Mm-hmm. So, luckily it never happened on the podcast, dude. <laughs> it, I mean, it's actually a miracle that it never happened. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I know I would think that would be, you know, especially because it's two of us. Oh, why not troll two people? You yeah. know, it's like, it's just, you know, whatever. Uh, but we should say, Christian and I did talk about this. 
We will put out prompts every now and then when we're doing a pre-recorded episode. If you want to call, we're going to figure something out to where you can call and leave a voicemail, whether it be a question or a comment, and then we'll react to it, listen to it on that episode. Uh, that way we can screen it and know what the content of it is before we put it into the episode. So that's something we'll work out down the line so you guys can still interact with the show that way. Um, you know, it'd be cool, I think, to have maybe like a, a call-in segment that we do in the sense of like, I don't know, we could do something down the line where we think of like some type of game. And at the end of every episode, we go through the calls we got and we, you know, I, who knows, brainstorm it, but we'll find a way to incorporate you guys back in, in that way. So fret not, but yeah, it's where we are right now. Yeah. So that sounds good. I, I think that's a good idea. We, we could do that. So, uh, and it also helps if you're a patron, if you're not, and you yes. like to call and stuff, become a patron. Yes. So today I was, uh, <coughs> I'm in a big Halloween mood. Not, it's like, I don't even know if it's because of the time of year, but just making all the wax melts and stuff. It's been really fun. And me and Cindy were watching Halloween three the other night to just get inspired for what to do for that one and whatnot. And, uh, today I was jogging and in mid jog, like mid jog, I took a break and I said, you know what? It's bullshit that I don't, that I don't have that teaser Halloween two 2009 poster in my horror room. So I literally stopped, bought it off a of movie poster shop.com and then finished my run. Did my post about it like a week ago? Uh, it, it pissed me off a little. Yeah. No, no, it, it did. Actually, I, I, when I saw it, I was like, God, damn. what happened was this, like, it's the I best poster it, for that movie. It's and I like the other one too. Yes, but I was like, man, that one is gorgeous. And I was like, and I said to myself, I was like, why didn't I order that one off a movie poster shop? And so I remember that day when you got yours, I I was thinking about this. And that that day, I remember saying to myself, I would have gotten that because there's no way I would have gotten that. It must not have been available. They probably just had the theatrical poster. And so today I thought about it again. And sure enough, I went on the site and it was there. And I was like, well, fuck, dude. I'm getting that. Yeah. So that bad boy right there, guys. Uh, it's the best. It's a great, great poster. And I got to give a shout out again to Luke, my buddy, Luke, uh, you know, subscriber of mine and uh, been around for a while. He decided he randomly messaged me one day and said, Hey man, what's your shipping address? I have some stuff I want to send you. And you know, I probably shouldn't be as uh, blase about it sometimes. <laughs> like, Oh, what yeah. stuff? A bomb? Um, no, but I, obviously I knew the guy and I was like, yeah, here it is. And, you know, I th he's like, oh, I sent you that H2 one sheet. And I said, cool. He sent me four posters, actually. He right. undersold it, you know, I guess to surprise me. But the, that one, yeah, that one was the, oh, bees knees. This is what, and this is something I tell people. I'll get messages and people will ask me, what horror movie poster should I get? And I said, there's only one rule. The quality of the movie doesn't matter. No. Get cool looking posters. And with that being said, that Scream 3 poster butt rapes the Scream 2 poster. Oh, dude. I, I said that in my video. I, I said this Scream 3, I, I've always loved this poster. That's, like, I just, that big, nasty 3. It's yep. like, and I like the way the light shining and like the fog through it too. Yeah, it's it's gnarly. It's a really cool poster. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. I'm, I'm So yeah, that poster's great. And uh, that'll be, uh, I actually had told everybody last week, uh, this week, I'm going to be going and buying a bunch of frames and we're going to condense the wall behind me, push a lot of stuff together, put some new 
posters up, it's I'm really going to cover these walls. Uh, so it's going to add some more variety in here. Cause like I told Christian, I probably have a dozen or more, probably more. Yeah, definitely more actually posters that aren't framed uh, that I've got rolled up in my closet. Cause I don't want to damage them and do what I did when I was a teenager and just, Oh, let's get some thumbtacks and put them on the wall. So uh, not doing that. I used to, I used to get the double-sided tape. Oh God, me too, dude. Well, that Rob Zombie's Halloween poster, the reason why it has been through hell and back is because it, I, it probably went through like seven moves, uh, removing tacks, removing double-sided tape, you name it. But mm. like, I can't get rid of it. I'm going to get a new one just because it looks better and that'll be the one I frame again. But that one, like I said, that was hung at my theater that I saw that movie at. Uh, my first Halloween theatrical experience, that poster was the one hanging outside the theater. And after the movie, I approached them about it and they said, yeah, you know, uh, when we're, when we're done playing the movie, basically you can have it. And I said, nobody else. They said, no, you know, I gave them my info. They called me and they were like, Hey, you can come get that poster if you want it. And I was like, yeah. So that thing is 15 years old. And I don't know, it's just sentimental, man. Like Walking into that theater that day to go see that movie, walking past that poster, that is the poster that was on my wall that is in my possession. That's, mm. I don't know, it's really cool. So, yeah. Well, uh, let's see, where are we going to go first? Uh, there's Pearl, maybe. there's Jeepers Creepers Reborn. <laughs> uh, let's do, let's do Jeepers Creepers first. Let's have, sure. let's have some fun first. So, Christian, I had a few people reach out to me and say, hey, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, I I really appreciated your and Christian's reviews on Jeepers Creepers. You know, there were a a lot of people that were incredibly negative, and I felt you and Christian were very fair. And when I mean multiple people, multiple people reached out to me, and they were like, you guys both called it for what it was. It was low budget. It was hamstrung by a lot of different factors, but it was fun. It was a movie that kind of knew what it was. So you kind of just take it for what it is. Right. And you know, I told the same thing to everyone. Well, yeah, man, I I don't traffic in that negativity. Like why, why not shine a light on the things you did enjoy rather than hopping on the bandwagon of hate and just shitting all over it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. What did you expect? What'd you expect going into it? Christian? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I, I feel like some people expected the quality that the first movie was. Therein lies what I think is the issue. I think the 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 moment it's it's you know when you look at Creepers, you had your first two movies, big break. People were ready for part three, and when it finally came out, it felt like a movie that probably should have been straight to video eight months later after part two came out in terms of quality and just. Uh, just feel it feels very direct video but people waited for that movie for years and so that just felt like a big slap in the face and quite frankly I think people had the same uh, expectations for Reborn because it's five years and it's a reboot in a sense so I think people were like okay finally we're going to put some money into this shit and we're going to get it right and we're going to know Victor fresh clean slate mm-hmm. and dude it's the movie in in terms of in terms of what it is it's one of those like you pick it up on dvd on the way out of the theater kind of movies not yeah. no hate it was fun 
but that's the quality we're looking at. And I think that really pisses off the Jeepers Creepers fans. I think that they probably feel a little used in a sense. Like if I had to guess, you know, I just think that's what part it's what's part of the anger is. It was released for three days as a limited event. I just checked on my phone. That's what I was doing to see what it did. It made over $2 million. That That would surprise me. That's probably like, I would say, I would say that movie was probably what? $300,000 budget, something like that. Maybe 500,000. Like they're in the black with that movie just from a three day fathom event. So, and don't be surprised if it gets more uh, days because that has happened with fathom events when they do numbers like that. So I get it. I get, I hear what you're saying and I agree, you know, and I, I, I hear that from people too. I think a lot of people really did expect or, or really hoped that because of what three was that reborn could be a course correction. Um, and in some ways it is, in some ways it is in the sense of like three tried to take itself so seriously, but it didn't have the budget or the acting or the scope or anything like that to merit that. So reborn was like, we don't have that either. So why don't we ham it up a little bit? That's the Um, difference. Yeah. Yeah. Three is just a bad script to begin with, I think. So Mm -hmm. right off the bat, but with, with the new one, it's clearly tongue in cheek. Yeah. And, and it's, and I gotta say too, because I've seen a lot of people shitting on him online this week, guys, dude, leave Timo alone. Like he didn't, finance the movie he didn't write the script he's told he told the story on the podcast they approached him they said we've got the rights we've got a script we want you to direct it and it's a job he's a director and he's a horror fan and it's a job and he says okay and while watching that movie one thing christian and i both agreed on was quality wise at least the camera work and the 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 quality of that Uh, of it on screen looked good like the person directing clearly knows how to direct um everything else aside i don't think he did anything wrong i think he just worked some of the cgi was was like dude there was like the white ravens were clearly computerized the worst and listen people i'm sorry I'm sorry that I'm about to spoil the ending of Jeepers Creepers Reborn for you, yeah. uh, but I promise you somehow you're going to survive. When they take that compass thing on top of the house and throw it, the cut is so bad of that mm-hmm. CGI. It was so bad. I was like, oh, God, I can't wait to hear. I, I, which, granted, I've only watched one review of the movie, and that was yours. Excuse, I watched my I watched just my buddy Justin's, too. But I was like, I was thinking to myself, People are going to rip on that so bad. And that's not Timo's fault. What is he supposed to say? Hey, what probably happens is like once he's done directing and stuff and, and gets with the editor, like you can only do so much with really bad CGI. Mm-hmm. And like, what are you supposed to do? Cut that out. It's way too integral to the story. That's how they kill him. Or I say kill him, but that's how they killed him. They threw it off the house and it speared him through the mouth. And I got to say the practical after that awful cut where the creeper is there and it's through his mouth. mouth. That's pretty good practical effect. Like I, you know, I, I got to say, why don't like, let's just do what people like. Let's give a change of pace and just highlight a few things we liked. I mean, I also got to say one thing I said in my review 
that I was really impressed with was they made that little horror hound thing feel so much bigger than it actually was. Mm -hmm. And that's a credit to him as a filmmaker. It's it, it, a lot of that has to do with shot composition. And a lot of that has to do with set dressing. And, and I think they designed too. Yeah. I think they did a really good job with that. It felt so much bigger than it actually was. You really felt like this was a legitimate festival with a decent amount of people there. When in reality, there was probably like 30, you know, but kudos to them for that. Um, and I got to say, some of the actual um, locations, not the fucking green screen cemetery, but the shots that are the real cemetery were pretty cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, some of them are cool. It's just, I think half of it is just strictly budget. That's a big yep. problem for people. And I'm not defending the people that are saying this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I think what they're really saying is this is so annoying that we can't get a Jeepers Creepers movie with a budget. I think that's mm -hmm. what they're trying to say, but they're not necessarily saying it. If I had to guess, maybe some people think it's just fun to call it the worst movie they've ever seen. You know. Oh, well, that's funny, Christian, because uh, I got a nice little story to tell you guys. Uh, we stand up. The movie's over. I went and saw it with my brother. He's a big Jeepers Creepers fan. And we're walking out. We're not even out of the auditorium yet. We're going toward the door. I throw my popcorn away and stuff like that. And I said to my brother, I was like, dude, that was not as bad as, as people were saying it was. It really, really wasn't. And there's a dude in front of me. And we walk out the auditorium. And he turns to me and he says, are you kidding? That was the worst movie I've ever seen. And I looked right back at him and said, you haven't seen a lot of movies, dude. And I walked away like that. that I mean, I, I was literally like so overhearing all of the hyperbolic bullshit of I've never seen anything worse than this because that's just false. And if you truly haven't, you have not seen a lot of movies. Yeah. And he just said that to a stranger when I'm talking to my brother, giving my opinion, he wants to interject. And I'm like, well, you haven't seen a lot of movies then, dude. Like, sorry. And I just walked away. It's just like, dude, I I don't know. It, it's popular to hate on it right now. So a lot of people were jumping on that. But guess what? My review and Christian review, Christian's reviews, they weren't overly negative and we still did numbers on those too so it doesn't like you you don't have to shit on it to get yeah. the <laughs> i mean I, there's but there's no way and for if for some reason timo was listening to this i love you i love you man i, I said my review i i don't think the complaints that people have with this is necessarily your fault but i don't think he would come back on here with me saying and it's just true this is a straight to video rental junk movie junk food movie it just is, but that, I still liked it. So I don't know if he would take that, take offense to that. I mean, it, in public, probably, but behind closed doors, if you were talking to him on the phone, he'd probably tell you a lot more. And he'd be like, I know, I know. Do, do you I really had think? a saltine cracker budget, you know? Yeah. Like I, you know? These directors don't want to attach their names to movies like that. They really, really don't. They come in with high hopes. And when a studio is like, this is all you got, man. It's like, yeah. it looks bad as a director to then bow out. You know, Didn't midway through, I can't do this. And then it's like, well, you're never going to work again. So it's like you run with what you got. But you got you to gotta wonder how much COVID affected the budget, too, because they had to do now. daily. They had to do daily tests. Uh, they had mandates for X amount of people on like that. Just like they probably could have made that festival even bigger. If Oh, it was COVID. Pandemic. Yeah, it was COVID. You know, yeah. There's a lot of factors. But um, honestly, like, I'm glad I went to the theater to see it. Like it was like. When I was leaving the theater going home, I was thinking to myself, was he like, you know, I've never seen a straight to video movie in the theater before. So like that was really 
it, it was i had fun did you see it by yourself yeah my wife okay. was not gonna go i, I, I was she, gonna say what would what did she think but uh well you know and, and for the record not that it matters to anybody but she's not anti jeepers creepers at all she just was like she she was just like christian i, I like the first one you know it's not going to be as good as that one pass have fun i'll see you when you get home <laughs> that's yeah. all she said i was surprised my brother wanted to go because he thought it looked bad too but like look guys pretty much putting a bow on it um i gotta say i i did like timo's i felt bad for him man because he gave that like five minute message before the movie and that dude was like pouring his heart out man he was like I'm I'm so happy you guys get to see this. We I you know we worked really hard. It it took a long time for this to come to fruition. We put a lot on the line filming in the middle, the peak of everything. Like I felt really bad because it did seem like a guy that was like, I hope you guys can enjoy this because this was kind of a labor of love for me, and right. uh, and just people are just shitting on him, man. And it's just like I promise you, every director you like has a movie that ain't great like i promise and sometimes these directors have to do lower budget movies like this to kind of get their foot in the door more yeah. uh so I, just, I think people need to realize that too i'm sure there's people that might have watched your review or even my review and said guys stop lying to yourself don't say you enjoy it this or that even though i know i did enjoy it to dude we talked with the director like we got to talk to him, we got to be around him. It's, it's, it's naturally going to be a little different for us. Mm-hmm. We're not going to want to just call it a POS, even if it really was. I'd be lying if I said it would. It would be hard because I liked the guy a lot. He was really cool. I really liked Timo a lot. So again, I still enjoyed it. I'm going to buy it when it comes out. Me Guarantee too. you, I'll get yep. the Blu-ray for it. And but. But yeah, you're right, man. It, it is that way too because some of these reviews I watched, um, they don't know. It's like dude, they don't. They don't know him. Yeah, they don't know. It's, they, there's no human. There's they. It's unhumanized because they don't. They they have no idea who Timo is. The, you know, he obviously. It's like they see it as, oh God, here we go. They're just cash grabbing the shit out of this. I was stuff. gonna say there was but, one review I'm not gonna mention, but they said that they were like, this is a cash grab. This director didn't give a shit about what he was doing. They have no idea. They don't. We talked to him. It's just, yep. it, it's, he was clearly a, he's clearly a genuine guy. So, yeah, you know, but that's, hey, you know, that's, that's them. And yep. they have the right to that opinion. Whoever, I'm sure there's a lot of people saying that, but it's different. We got to talk to the director. So it's like, it's, to call him like he didn't care, I know for a fact that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And, yeah, guys. So that's Jeepers Creepers Reborn. If you haven't seen it, um, Watch our reviews. I mean, I think both of our reviews pretty much summed it up nicely. Uh, we we mentioned the negatives. We also mentioned that it's just kind of fun for what it is. It's um, way more fun than three to oh, me. Dude. It's not even yeah. question. It's, I rewatched it three today. I told I made Cindy was like, "What do you want to watch today?" Because yeah, I've been I was off work yesterday. And I was like, I really need to revisit Jeepers Creepers three. Like I need to. And she's like, I don't want to watch that. I said, just deal with it. The one thing Jeepers Creepers 3 has that 4 doesn't have is that actor. Jonathan Breck, yep. And that outfit, dude, that his face, and he's like Freddy, like Robert England. Like, dude, that's, I feel like that's where that, all the budget for 3 went, was that. I mean, seriously. Like, because yeah. 
because they got the look down great, but then you get these great sequences shot in the daytime because they didn't have the money to uh, properly light night scenes. So it's like all daytime. And uh, <laughs> you get the great CGI wings and slow-mo. I mean, just the, awful. The thing about three that like sucks for me when I was watching it, like, dude, there is a moment of like just glory in that film in the beginning where you see the creeper on top of a vehicle driving away and you just mm-hmm. see a sil- that shot is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. so good and yeah. i was just you know yeah so i mean check it out guys know what you're getting into but i gotta tell you as marred as this franchise is because of its piece of shit creator although he's no longer affiliated or profiting from any new installments i can't stress that enough um it still makes money there's still a hunger for the creeper because that it's a damn good villain man damn good villain so I hope to see, I really hope that the success of it financially does give a bigger studio the idea to go, let's do a wide release of a new movie and let's put some fucking money behind it. Horror is in a great place right now. You're going to make money if you put some money into it. And there's no better way to segue into our next topic, Pearl. We haven't talked since we both saw Pearl in the sense of on the podcast because it's been about a week and a half since the last time we recorded. So I don't know, man. Spill your guts about Pearl. I want to be a little conservative on talking about like specifically like the end of the movie and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. No spoilers for Pearl, really. Yeah. I I think it's just as good as X in different ways. I really do. Like I, I think that Pearl was Mia Goth is such a great actress. It's undeniable. I think she's one of the best actors today. Like, fuck just horror. Like, dude, she had a scarecrow sex scene and it was mesmerizing. Now, if I'm going to grab one or the other on the whim, I'm grabbing X. No doubt about it. But as far as a movie goes, I thought Pearl was every bit as good and as well made as is x so for me that my struggle is and i actually went back to letterbox and i changed it to an, a four and a half because i had it at a four and then i was like but i don't really have a complaint so why why wouldn't i at least have a four and a half because i don't have a complaint with pearl um you're right in the sense of x is just the easier watch whether it's because it's more fun more like oh it's way more fun yeah, more like a straight up slasher movie, which is right up our alley. So like, yeah, I'm probably going to that more. But I would actually go farther and say that I think Pearl is unequivocally a better movie in terms of writing, acting, story, sound design, um, production quality, like on set. I mean, just all of it. Um, Mia Goth didn't get to flex her muscles in X like she gets to flex them in Pearl. Like, It's like, dude. This guy has this million dollar movie and it's more compelling to me than some of these fucking $30 million Netflix movies and shit coming out. It's like how, in my opinion, to me, it's like so simple. Get out of the way, let it hire a great writer, hire a good director with a vision and leave him the fuck alone. 
And that's how you get Pearl. That's how you get X. That's how you get House of the Devil. That's how you get uh, your J.J. Abrams. That's how you get your, you know, all these great directors. Leave, get out of their way. It's yeah, it's well, it's like so simple. J.J. since has sold his soul and become just a corporate turd that pumps out turds now. Yeah. Um, but he started, I, I, your point is taken. It, it, it is very, very true. And also I think part of that too is for, for West, it's a million dollar budget for each movie. Pearl and X each had a million dollars. And it's, it's so easy to stretch that when you're literally shooting in one location. Like the entire fucking movie is like, they built the barn and there was a house there and all the other money could go to effects lighting like you you're staying there you know what i mean like that that was the beauty of it and west talked about that in an interview he was like i had told a24 when we were about to start shooting x they were two weeks away because they had to quarantine for two weeks upon traveling and whatnot and he's you know pitched it to him and said look i want to do it but if i'm going to do it you got to give me the money now to do them back to back because we can't tear this barn down and rebuild it and everything. Not with this budget. Right. So like you gotta, you gotta do it. And they were like, all right, fuck it, do it. And so it gave him freedom uh, to be like, I've got a micro budget technically, although a million dollars to all of us would be a lot of money, but you got the smaller budget for a movie, but it's like, I'm here. I'm staying on this plot of land. Like, I, I, I don't have to be like, oh, here we are in this city, in this town. Like, no. So the self-containedness of it, I think, works to its benefit. And I'm just going to tell you, man, I am surprised to see Pearl do pretty much what X did theatrically. It is profitable. It's doing fine. Um, but I thought after the positive word of mouth of X that this would be a bigger hit. But then I'm like, no, because this actually looks more like a niche film than X did. So that makes sense. But I got to tell you, I think Maxine's going to do pretty well because it's going to be 80s, 80s horror like that. Oh, tapping into that. I think that's probably going to be the most yeah. commercially successful of all three. Yeah. And, and I think Pearl and X will have a little bit of time to naturally grow its audience after they're on streaming and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, dude, we got two Ty West movies in one year and I don't know next year. I mean, like, within a span of a year and a half, we'll have it, a trilogy. It's so funny that, like, my top, like, probably my top five horror movies of the year at this point, two of them are Ty West films. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, I'm so excited for Maxine. 80s porn industry. Oh, it's going to be great. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I got to say, too, like, I, I, I took to task a couple of my buddies over this. So this is no secret. But I took them to task on a live stream, giving them a hard time. And I'm like, I keep seeing people say that Pearl is a great movie, but it's not a great horror movie. And I'm sorry. What does that even mean? It means that what you're it, full of shit. What is that? <laughs> no, but like, like, but like, that's like, who, let's, like, why quibble over definition at that point if you're going to it's like what does that even mean but you know even what i mean then, <laughs> i don't even get quibbling it. over definition there it doesn't even work because as i told justin on our live stream you know 
we don't decide what horror is. That's not up for debate. We decide what subgenre of horror we think it is, but you don't decide as the viewer, well, that's not a horror movie because by definition it is. It's a different kind. It is a character study, um, psychological thriller, psychological horror movie. It's still a horror movie. It's just a complete yeah. 180 well, in its type of horror. And not only is that, psychological thriller was a term used basically for the Silence of the Lambs era because that movie was so good that they had to call it something else and not call it a horror film, yes. which I'm sorry, people. If you don't think Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie where a girl is in a fucking pit in a guy's basement, You've got to stop. You're fucking with me. It's like this. I'm just waiting for Ashton Kutcher to finally come around the corner and tell me I'm being punked. Not even just that, so. but any movie where you're like going through cadavers, bodies, and pulling shit out. And like some of the stuff in that movie is deeply unsettling. Like, um, it's the best horror film in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I think objectively speaking, absolutely. You know? I would put Candyman right there too. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. But I think if if you put a gun to my head and say what's objectively the best, it's Silence of the Lambs. Lecter's yeah, but anyway, like it's to me, it's like that's like so much wasted energy to even go to that route. It's a good movie, but it's not a good. It's like I, I can't even fathom like saying that. Like, who gives a like? Why? I know what. I know, you and know? again, guys, I can't just review stress the movie. I've already talked to my, you know, my friends about this. Like, I'm giving them a hard time. Uh, but does that mean you not like it? It's a, it's a good movie, but it's not yeah. a good horror movie. So, what does that mean? Like, do you like it? or Do you not like it? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't I, get it. Yeah, <laughs> it I think it is. Sense. No, it doesn't. And I, and I do think that at the end of the day, the important thing is that. Um, but I don't know. I, I think the important thing is to take away from it that. Ty West achieved what he literally set out to do is he said all three of these movies in this trilogy trilogy are going to be a completely different subgenre of horror. Well, so far he's two for two, uh, raunchy sex filled slasher check. And this um, was like the psycho. Yeah. You know, Norman Bates type. Check. Kind dude, of. dude, I gotta say there, there was this, it went viral kind of on Twitter. Is, not, is psycho not a horror film? It, it absolutely is yeah because because that that's kind of like you know it's really a psychological thriller yeah no i i i hear you and i think most people watching would probably agree but i mean there there was something going around on twitter after pearl came out like people were laughing about one of the scenes in the movie and somebody like quote quote tweeted the video and the, his quote tweet went like semi-viral and he was like i don't know why y'all are laughing this is fucking terrifying and it was the scene in the barn where she's yelling at the projectionist as he's walking away and she's like you said you like me you lied to me like blah 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 and she's like screaming yeah. like literally falling apart and like i guess some people thought it was funny and this person was pointing out this is not funny this is deeply unsettling and right. it is and as i'm watching it in the theater since you and i both and anybody else that had seen x you knew what was about to happen you knew she she just broke she's gonna kill this dude mm -hmm. like you knew what was happening. And it so it wasn't funny at all. It was like, oh, dude, you fucked up. <laughs> you messed up, dude. Like, And she wastes no time. Goes and gets the pitchfork. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into details. But guys, I'm telling you, like, 
No, Mia Goth. Incredible. Incredible. Do you know she was married to Shia LaBeouf? I do. Yeah, they they just had what a baby. The fuck. Yeah. Shia's like all he's all mellow now. I think he's in recovery. So like he's just very yeah, stern he was, and he was in a he was a, a woman abuser, um, credibly accused and admitted to it uh, himself. And you know he's he was uh, he's, fucked in the head, dude. Did you see that movie uh, where he plays his dad? Uh, it's called Honey Boy or whatever. No, but I heard about dude, it. Dude, it's yeah. yeah. Not that it, not that there's any excuse for for harming a woman at all, but no, he's clearly fucked in the head. Something happens. This is it's another per, prime example of getting famous really young and that money and that attention gets to you and it leads some people down a dark path and it's not an excuse but it is a way to look at it and say this can really corrupt people if they're not like mentally capable of handling it and clearly he wasn't because he went down some dark paths that movie's fucked up dude i think it's called honey boy where he plays his own dad it is called, yeah, it is. I, I I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I just haven't yeah. seen it. But I mean, you got to think about it, dude. He's a teenager. He's in Holes, which is a big success. Great Love book. And yeah, big success. And then he goes right into being the lead in the Transformers movies. Billions of dollars in all those movies. Like mm-hmm. this dude was young and on top of the world. And it's like, man, did he crash. I mean, hard. But I'm pulling for him in the sense of, I hope he truly is getting his shit together because I don't want to see anybody languish in misery their whole lives. And I hope that he rectifies all, you know, his wrongs with yeah. me. Absolutely. Yeah. Him and him and Brendan Frazier, Brendan was in some show where like people are really rooting for him again. He, he fell off big time, but yeah. I think, I think he was dealing with a lot. Of, I think he was dealing with a really ugly divorce where he was taking care of all the kids and money problems. He and was very depressed. Very yeah. Depressed. But he was in some show where he worked with Scorsese and people gave him a standing ovation at the premiere. It's good for him. I mean, Brendan's... It's a, it's a movie. It's Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. The Whale. Um, the Whale. Yeah. Why did I think that was Scorsese? That must have been something else he was doing with Scorsese. I don't know, but it also stars Sadie Sink, um, who's Max in the Stranger Things series. And uh, apparently he got a really long ovation for it. It's getting great reviews out of that film festival. I I look forward to seeing it. Um, Me too. Yeah. He's my childhood, dude. When I think of Brendan Fraser, the mummy, dude. The mummy, Tarzan, Mm -hmm. uh, Airheads, Encino Man. He he was was one of the bigger. Monkey Bones. 90, you know, 90s, early 2000s movie stars. He really he was, was. He was it. I mean, like, all those guys around him, they look like they couldn't, like, like Sandler, all those guys. Like, when you watch Airheads, he's the star of the movie. Not, not Adam Sandler, not Steve Buscemi, not David Arquette. Brendan Fraser is the star. So it's like, man, at one point, he, he was untouchable. Yeah, and he it's really shitty. Fun. It's really shitty to see some of the kind of shit people have said about him recently over the last few years. Like, oh, he gained weight and he looks older. Yeah, people fucking age, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. to all of us. Yeah, it's going to – not everyone is Tom Cruise that just sold he's an their alien. soul. Yeah, he's, he's not a human. But, like, seriously, guys, like, the dude went through a lot of shit and was really depressed and didn't even want to do the one thing he used to love more than anything anymore, which is act. <clears throat> like – yeah. So good for him to come out of it. And as long as he's happy, I don't give a shit how he looks or how old he is. Like just cause he's a movie star and he made a lot of money in his day. Doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be happy. Like, fuck guys. Like, come on. 
Yeah. Shit's ridiculous. But yeah, well, whatever. But Christian, we haven't talked about this yet on the podcast either. So we might as well just let's let's do it. Hellraiser 2022's trailer. You start. I mean, you were losing your mind over that thing. I was. I was. Um, guys, put this in perspective. I think Christian's going to be close to where I am here in a few weeks because he's now journeying back to the Hellraiser movies. Uh, some of them he's going to love. Some of them he's going to hate. But just like I did. But you come out the other side and you're like, Dear God, if there isn't a franchise that is so deep in its fucking lore and potential, like there's so much potential there. And it's almost like, I think I'm so ravenous about it right now because I know how much potential there is there. And I want to see somebody nail it. Right. Because I like hell on earth and I like bloodline, but this franchise has not been truly great since Hellbound. Just, it hasn't like, I think that's so, the only. I, I mean this with all due respect because I am a Hellraiser fan. I think the only great Hellraiser film is Hellbound. First one's good, third one's good, fourth one's good, but the only great one, in my opinion, is two. I think yeah, that's one of the best horror films of the eighties. I think Hellbound is yeah so fucking good. But it is continue. But I mean, so I'm like uh, Hulu. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Although it's Prey, weird, right? Hulu. Yeah. What the fuck, Hulu? I know. And do you know the funniest thing, Christian? This is, is that Huluween, dude. Hulu, it is. And Hulu isn't in some other countries. So they have They're, Disney Plus. Hellraiser is going to be on Disney Plus in other countries. That's, that's hysterical. That's fucking wild. Technically, Pinhead is a new Disney princess, guys. I mean, <laughs> that's fucking wild. But um, no, I mean. Look, man, I, I was I was really hyped for it. I really was. Uh, I was hoping for the best. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, dude, holy fuck. And, like, Excuse it me. wasn't just me. It was Brandon. We have a we have a group chat on Instagram, me, Christian, and Brandon. And Bad movie lovers? Yes. And <laughs> Brandon and I were just crapping our khakis. And I'm seeing every message as it's coming through, seen by Planet CHH. See, like, he's seeing all of them. He's not replying yet. Like, he's letting us kind of just... I don't know, get get our jollies at the beginning, but like whether it's a shot of Leviathan, whether it's a shot of the Labyrinth, whether it's the design of the Cenobites, they look so fucking good. Like they really, really do. And then you finally got to hear Pinhead's voice. And I love it because it's like, it's, it is feminine enough, but it has this like almost kind of like, Dude, I don't know. It it literally it sounds like a disembodied voice, which mm-hmm. I think is literally perfect. So, I mean, dude, count me the fuck in. I, I read that the budget is between ten to fifteen million dollars, which would be the biggest Hellraiser budget ever. Ever. And watching that trailer, it looks like it. It no that shit. looks quality like that. I, I'm I'm really really excited for it. Oh yeah, and and I was I remember fucking with y'all in there. Yes. But obviously, I'm. I was. I saw the trailer, and I was. I was watching it. I was like, "Wow!" I was. I was really surprised. And you know, there's a there's a lot of people out there that are like, "Calm down, it's just a trailer." But I think you got to remember, for the Hellraiser fans, we have gotten so used to 
descending quality since roughly 2000, since roughly 1992 with the franchise. I mean, you could argue some maybe a little bit better than others, but it's just like less stinky shit in some of those other sequels as opposed yeah. to one before it or so, but it's still, let's be honest, right? So to see something like this, I, I think you have to understand how vital and how groundbreaking this is to finally get see this series really get a shot in the arm doesn't even begin to describe what they're doing with Hellraiser. I mean, they are literally pumping air into the lungs of this franchise again. And for the fans, it's beyond exciting. I mean, look, you like, yes, they're making new Halloweens and some people could say there hasn't been a good one since blah, blah, blah. But there's still a lot of people that say, kills. Uh, you know, there's there's still a lot of people that could say, well, I like the Rob Zombie one. So that wasn't that long ago. Or I liked Halloween H2O. That was 20 plus years ago, whatever. But like we haven't had a good Hellraiser film arguably since 1989. Yeah, it's 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 a big deal. And I'm and, being a little harsh because I like three and four. But let's be really honest with ourselves. Part two and some people can say, no, I prefer part one. And some people may like part three. But really, part two. Is way more daring and dark and and mean than any other one. And we never even got close to scaling those heights ever again. No. I don't even think that's subjective. I'm going to say it because I don't want to be the end all be all, but I mean, guys. So when I'm, when I'm getting is, yeah, you damn right. People are excited because dude, it looks like they had money for once and they are making this. The, the thing is the Hellraiser world needs to be tapped into in a big way. So this looks like from the trailer, this looks like what part two was really even supposed to truly be the world that they couldn't do. So it's a big deal. So I think people have a right to be very, very excited. It is. I, I will posit this. Christian is a Freddy fan. First and foremost, I'm a Michael fan. First and foremost, I'm, I'm also not ignorant enough to, you know, ignore the fact that find me a franchise with more untapped potential than Hellraiser. Cause you'd be hard pressed. I mean, the possibilities for the Cenobites, for Pinhead, for this world are massive. The, the, the possibilities aren't like that for Halloween and Nightmare and Friday because they play in very – there are possibilities there, but they play within certain limits. Hellraiser has no fucking limits. None. None. Like, so people are excited that they saw – a thing that Pinhead became an icon, a horror icon, even with most of his movies being straight to DVD, low budget, forgettable turds. Like, so to see this franchise, to, he still comes out as an icon. To see the money and the care behind this, and the, all the big shots you get in the trailer, and you're like, what are we about to see? Like, that's so cool because, like, dude, like. It's this, it's it's history in the making right now. It really is. Yeah, and David Bruckner, I don't think a lot of people know this. I didn't know this until yesterday. Did you know that his movie that came out last year, The Night House, was originally a Hellraiser script? 
Yeah, the, I read I read that somewhere. It might have yeah. been you who said something, actually. It's the reason why he ended up directing this Hellraiser movie with Hulu. 20th Century Fox, Spyglass, you know, yada, yada. He was basically like, I want to do that still, though. Like, I yeah. want to do a Hellraiser movie, but they didn't want to do what they had done with the past six Hellraiser movies. Well, not I'm exaggerating, but a lot of them where it was like, oh, we've got a really good spec script. Let's put Pinhead in there and make it a Hellraiser movie. No, they wanted to make a Hellraiser movie with the intention of making a Hellraiser movie, which is why they went about it this way. Mm -hmm. And for that, it's all the better because we have not explored the labyrinth and, and Leviathan and all that shit since part two. So yes, yes. Give me this all day, every day. I hope you guys watch it. I hope it is well-received and I hope that if it is well-received that Hulu 20th century Fox, whoever it may be is like, let's do more. Like, because there's a lot of potential here. And I'd love to see Pinhead come back. I was texting Christian about it last night. And I said, look, guys, I'm a Halloween fan, but I'm a little fatigued, man. I, I am a little fatigued. I want the variety back. It doesn't mean I don't want Myers movies. It's just, why can't we have them all? Like, what, yeah. you know? Oh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if it's like if I, I really hope it, 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 it does well enough for them I, I honestly i think they're making a mistake i think it should go to theaters yes uh i think it would do fairly well but you know i don't know i don't know how this movie can get a green light for a sequel through a streaming site i guess they go off of plays how much plays it gets well you know? prey prey had a 65 million dollar budget christian 65 million it was also hulu's highest uh, uh, number like of views, highest watched premiere of anything ever on Hulu, and they're they're talking sequels right now, and it's people are like, so even with a huge budget of sixty five million for a straight to streaming movie, those views clearly meant something to them because they're talking about a sequel. They have to. I always wonder. It's like I wonder if it works like YouTube. If they they let's say who who produced Prey. Oh, uh, that was 20th century. But who, what, what, what production company was it? Spyglass um, as well? No, uh, was it Regency? Look, like for, for let's just say it's Regency, it doesn't matter, but let's say it's them. So when Prey plays on Hulu and people are watching it and you get commercials, does that ad revenue, does Regency? Or does the production company get a percentage of the ads the way we do when we put up YouTube videos and we have ads? I wonder if it works the same way. I'm I'm not sure. That is a it was uh so it was 20th Century Davis Entertainment and Lawrence Gordon Productions. Lawrence okay, Gordon, Lawrence great. Gordon. So my Doctor like, Gordon from Saul, yeah. he distributed it. Um, do you think but no, it works it, that way? Well, there, yeah, there's a bunch of ad supported tiers for Hulu. So I would think that would have to factor into it because yeah. there's gotta be some kind of deal cut there. Also, there's been talk, they, there's no announcement of it yet. I mean, and it may not end up happening, but certain countries that don't have Hulu and certain countries that don't have certain access to certain things on Disney plus, there's been speculation that maybe Hellraiser internationally will get some limited theatrical play. Um, it better get a 4K or a Blu-ray, dude. Oh, I'm telling you. I, oh, my God. I don't even want to begin to talk about how 
frustrated I am with these straight to streaming movies, not getting physical media releases because, and you can rip it and you can get a great quality Blu-ray. And if that's the case with Hellraiser, I will do that. Cause I, I'm going to want to own it if I like it, but Paramount will take care of you. Dude. They fucking, they keep putting their shit out. We're going to get an orphan first kills Blu-ray. Yep. Yeah. You know, the, Paramount's awesome. It just seemed, isn't it crazy to you? Cause it seems like a surefire way to, since you didn't put it in theaters, make a couple million bucks by putting it out on physical media. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The Batman made like $10 million this year in Blu-ray sales, uh, awesome. home video sales. So that's Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. That's an extra $10 million on your box office. So if if Hellraiser gets a bunch of watch time on Hulu and it makes $5 million in Blu-ray sales, hell yeah, that's $5 million extra bucks. No one's going to be complaining about that. So right. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it, I mean, do you think it's an exclusivity thing? Like, no, we don't want you to be able to watch it somewhere else. If you ever want to watch it again, you got to come back here to watch it. I feel like that's part of it. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Which sucks. Same thing with Texas Chainsaw. Although you, did you get a ripped Blu-ray of that? Yeah, I I had a buddy get me like a, a, a burned disc and everything. Quality's good and everything? It's as good as you can get, you know. It's a full, it's a, it's a, like a raw lossless rip from the HD playback, you know, on Netflix. So it's no different from watch than watching it on Netflix. It's just, just, I can put it on the shelf. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say to all you guys watching and listening when Hellraiser comes out and it inevitably probably doesn't get a fucking home video release. Christian and I are very interested. If any of you can get a Blu-ray rip of it. for us, I have a guy. Okay. Cause I'm going to want it. He's not in the bootleg business. He doesn't sell them. He's very kind and he takes care of me. But I'm sure I, if if he, he, Kyle, if you're listening, get ready to make us some Hellraiser Blu-ray. Yes, yes. <laughs> he knows who he is. Yes, <laughs> he made me but, that Dream Child Blu-ray, that uncut Dream Child Blu-ray, which oh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah, or he has a guy that does it. He doesn't do it, but he's got like the Heisenbergs of the Blu-ray ripping do it like his stuff that he sends me it's top fucking notch i mean it looks so legit official so if, get, if we get a hellraiser dude the only thing it's not going to have is factory shrink wrap on it that other than That's that fine. you would never know that you know? is fine by me um but i don't feel also, bad about that because if you don't give us a physical disc i gotta, support i support yeah. people get put i don't i don't really i'm not a big fan of selling copies of halloween one and two together because you mm-hmm. you know i'm not a big fan of people selling them you don't own those movies like why are you selling them you know but like if mm-hmm. you do there's there's discs available just just take the first movie out and put the fucking second movie in okay yeah. <laughs> you know? i'm sorry i'm sorry no yeah you um know? so yeah i mean that's definitely going to be something that we're in the market for uh needless to say also while we're on the topic, I just want to let everybody know we've officially booked Gary Tunnicliffe for next week's episode of the podcast. Um, I'm going to take some notes beforehand. Christian's doing his homework with the Hellraiser movies, as I said. And uh, we're going to have this. I want this to be as in-depth as possible um, because I've heard Gary on other people's shows. He, he'll go on and on. He'll tell you everything you want to know. We're going to make sure we get questions for about Doug Bradley, we're going to make sure we get questions about, you know, certain designs, the Cenobites, special effects, his career as a whole. Yeah. People tend to forget he worked on Candyman. He worked on Halloween Resurrection. He's worked Did on. Did he really? Yes. Fuck yep. yes. 
Fuck yes. Yep. That's my number one question. That's all I want to talk about. Yep. Yeah, he actually posted a picture two days ago on Instagram of him recreating the tripod to the neck death. Oh, um, I can't wait. That's yeah. fucking awesome. So there's going to be a lot that we have to talk to this guy about. It's mostly going to be Hellraiser, um, we'll but there's a lot of that. his career. Well, yeah, we'll see about that. I don't know. Mostly Halloween Resurrection, but... Um, does, he get no, a, he, does he have an interview on the Resurrection 4K coming out? I don't know. I, I keep talking. I'm looking. <laughs> I don't know. But and then also we should let you guys know that um we I you know we've gotten in touch with a couple of the guys over at Bloody Disgusting's flagship podcast, uh Halloweenies. Um been in touch with Mike Vanderbilt and Mike Rothman, uh, two of the hosts on that show, and they're very interested in coming on. They said probably not until November because October is stacked for them, and they're not lying. There's a lot coming out in October. And being a Halloween-centric podcast, I believe they're going to be busy. Um, But uh, I got follows from them on Instagram, so uh, easier to get in direct contact with them. So that was nice. Um, They they seem interested, so we're going to have them on or go on there or something. I don't know. Maybe we do both. But um, that's really, really cool. I'm I'm really, really excited for that. As we told you guys, you know, the past few weeks, past few months, we're really trying to branch out and uh, get some names in the – business on the show um get some street cred um build our our following a little bit build our base of listeners um also we don't worry we have not given up hope on scout taylor compton and danielle harris christian and i have come to terms with the fact that we're gonna have to pay for a cameo to get their attention uh that's fine don't give a shit uh so we're gonna do that we're gonna keep hammering that home until we get them uh, and we will get them and uh, we mentioned this before. We'll mention it again. No promises, but Christian has a line of communication about potentially getting James Jude Courtney on here once yeah. ends is out. So that would be a very big get for us as well. So some cool guests coming down the pipeline, guys. And as patrons, you guys are going to get to ask questions to these people. That's we, right. will, we will put out prompts for Gary for this week. And if you have questions about Hellraiser, Halloween Resurrection, Candyman, anything and everything, Google him. Look at his filmography of everything he's worked on. Whatever questions you have, submit them our way and we'll ask him. Yeah. Good news. Gary does have a new interview on the Halloween Resurrection 4K. Yes. There's actually a lot of interviews on the the new stuff on the Halloween Resurrection 4K. There's the production designer, the Jamie Lee Curtis stunt double, Gary, Gary, Gary Clayton interview, Sean Patrick Thomas interview, uh, Steph Hutchinson. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Gary's got an interview on that. That's really cool. And we'll ask him about that too. Um, and of course I'm going to ask him about resurrection. It's Halloween. Also, I got to let you viewers know, Gary is not ashamed to admit with what Hellraiser movies are turds. He hates revelations. Um, we'll, and believe- we'll change his mind on that. Yeah. And believe it or not, he's not a big fan of hell on earth. He's really not. He said it doesn't feel like the first two movies and he didn't like the departure into making it more of a slasher movie. Um, he didn't feel like it fit Hellraiser. Right. Um, he's also very, he's an apologist for bloodline. He is, he is someone like myself that thinks that there was a lot of great shit with bloodline and reshoots and changing of directors and everything made it a hodgepodge, but there's a, there's a lot of good shit in there. Um, so, uh, very, very excited to talk about that. Also, he'll tell you straight up. 
some of these he hates hell world as well he hated it i mean he hated he hated working on it he was like what are we doing like what what is this what are we doing so he's that's one thing you're gonna get with gary authenticity he's gonna be honest he's not gonna say guys there's redeeming qualities of revelation so no, he's gonna say fucking sucks it's horrible <laughs> like that is awesome i can't yeah. wait for that yeah it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool but what other topics you want to cover, Christian? I mean, I, fuck, we probably should dip our toes in Halloween, right? Sure, we got that. Uh, I'm excited. So, something very small, but um, I, I joke. I, did, I didn't. I didn't be an adult for once. <laughs> I um, I remember when Tommy Lee Wallace was on Sean's podcast. He talked about his book coming out this fall. And I just, I'm, I really hope that happens still. Halloween three, where the hell is Michael Myers? I, I can't yep. wait to read mm-hmm. in depth about the, uh, the Howard. What was his name? God damn it. Who? Nigel Neal. Oh yeah, not yeah. Because they talk about it in shape, taking shape, but I want to know everything. And Tommy said, like his book, he has every single drop of information from pre pre pre-production till the final making of the film i'm dying to read that book so i really hope that comes out and i love the title where the hell is michael myers so hopefully that's coming out i haven't seen it a pre-order i haven't seen a listing for it hop on yet but it i would think it'd be happening very soon also guys it's no longer edgy to say that you like halloween three everyone likes halloween three Everyone the is. masks are at party city yeah <laughs> i mean not, it's not edgy anymore you know 10 yeah. years ago or 12 years ago when i did my review of it when i was a teenager it was edgy still then it was edgy that's why i got so frustrated when i was talking about it it's no longer edgy um so we can put that to bed we can all be honest adults and say yeah it's a pretty good 80s sci-fi horror movie because it is um i would dare to say great as christian would too but um I think oh, yeah. most can agree it's at least good. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, man, I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know how I'm feeling. We're three weeks away from ends. Three weeks I'm from ex- today, I will have seen it already. You will have seen it, too. I can't wait. I, I tell you what, dude, I am savoring it, and I'm so happy that the Halloween movies got pushed back a year because if it hadn't, we'd been done already, and we'd have been moved on, and we'd be very sad because the second it's over and a few months go by and you're going to be like, damn, man, I can't believe we just finished a run of three movies. Whether you like them or not is one thing, but you never know when it very well could be the last one. We saw it after H2, man. I mean, that's, that's your lesson. I you mean, know? we were riding high and these people like me and Christian were <laughs> after H2. This is awesome. What's next? Stop and start, stop and start, stop and start on projects. Nothing came to fruition for a decade. So so I, I can understand your, your burnout a little bit. I really can, but it's really hitting me right now. He'll, I'll miss him in January. How, I'll miss him in January. How special this time is. I mean, truly special. It'll be the last Jamie Lee Curtis one, whether I like her character arc as much and these are not, irregardless this is it the fatigue isn't with the franchise if i can be totally honest and and blunt the fatigue is not with the franchise here the fatigue is with 
everything that has come with it. It has really opened up a Pandora's box of arguing and dick measuring contests and toxicity and shitting on each other's levels of intelligence and horror fandom. And it's so... And this is why you see that's how that's why I only talk to you about Halloween. I don't go on the internet and talk to people about Halloween. I have no idea. Like I'm, sh- there has to be right. I'm just I love that I stay out of it and let people to go. I I don't talk to people about Halloween on Twitter. I just don't do it. I don't look at it. I I I don't really it's even scroll it. on Twitter. I just it's talk to you it. about it. So for me. It's lovely. The only, I mean, except for when I post resurrection mugs on the internet. But other than that, <laughs> so I, I, I'm out of it, you know. Funny and thing I is, I've been looking for that resurrection mug at every spirit. So I'd still buy you it. Jack too. Spencer's? I didn't. I didn't. We do have a Spencer's at my local mall, so I probably should. But my local mall is like a ghost town, dude. It's like Dawn of the Dead yeah. shit. Yeah, so. all the stores are leaving. Yeah. Yeah, but... You know, everyone shops online now, but, but look, um, I can't, I'm sorry. Let me, let me just, let me get it out. Oh, you're good. Real that quick. Was it. Like I, I get what you're saying. And yeah, that everybody's arguing this or that dude. I, I keep my, my circles very small. So like, I don't pay attention to who's hating on this, who's shit talking that blah, blah, blah. I don't watch much reviews about it. So like I might I it, it maybe it's not good to keep my bubble like that but to me it's nothing but love and I'm just so excited to watch a movie with this weird other character supposedly that's in it um it's so 2 hours I, Christian it's 2 that, hours and you know what you I I know I'm not going against what I'm saying that's why I love H2O I can I can I'm when I, by the time I'm finished with my dinner that movie's over mm-hmm. but Dude, when I start this movie, that's it. That's you, Nick. This I know it's stupid to say, and I'd love to be wrong. The first time you watch this movie, the second it starts, that could be the last experience like that you could possibly have again in your life. You're not telling me anything I don't know. It might sound really corny and really, uh, really weird. And I mean, I guess just to kind of open up for a second. Uh, Christian did something similar months ago when he talked about nightmare. Um, some people don't understand, uh, what the series means to me and what it has meant to me and what it has gotten me through, uh, as a kid and as a teenager, uh, hard life at home. Um, just a lot of, a a lot of stuff that happens and, and sometimes you don't have people to talk to and, Sometimes you're at your lowest and um, tuning out the world for an hour and a half was one of those movies meant the world to me. I mean, I could shut everything off and not have to worry about my real world problems. So it, it is, it is very strangely, not very, not strangely, but it is deeply emotional for me for sure. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the movie in the theater, I just kind of sat there for a little bit, you know, and just kind of took it all in. Take it all in. Yeah, because it is a big deal to me. And this might sound corny to people um, that that don't have the affinity for this series or really any series like that that are just casual fans. And that's totally fine if you are. But as someone who isn't, 
that has tattoos and 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 thousands of dollars worth of merchandise and movies and and whatever it may be of one franchise it clearly means a lot to you right and um yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard man i know it's not the end yeah i there will always be another one a tv series a movie 10 years from now it's not the end of this ip but it's the end of what started the ip it's this will be the last time you will ever see jamie lee curtis john carpenter people like that attached to a halloween movie ever ever so yeah it's it's it is deeply personal um and I just would caution you guys to not be dicks to people that might feel that way. Um, no, you know, like, let them let them talk. Like, fuck them. Who cares? Like, let them talk. No, I, it doesn't, you know it doesn't I mean? bother me. But it's just like if you get off on that, like, what are you? What do you stand against? Well, they they help. They have shitty lives and they hate themselves. So that's yeah, how they cope with it. You know what I mean? Fuck them. Like I mean, honestly, like, is it? Like, I wonder. I wonder if if like the like if people on Twitter. One, if they talk shit about something and it gets traction and they start arguing with people that like it, like I wonder if they really I mean they have to they have to be fishing for an argument. Or, it's or, all even for, if they, it's, or if they like it, they have to be fishing for, for something. Otherwise, why put it out on Twitter? It's all for attention. It you is know? all for attention. Uh even if you don't fully believe you don't have strong convictions of what you're saying, you don't care. You're just trying to get exposure. So, like, I mean, I'm not even gonna say kudos to you because I think that is like selling your soul to the devil so fuck you (laughs) but um yeah man it is what it is but it it is crazy to think about i think another reason why it is so deep to me and it sounds like to you as well is you look at it from the perspective of this is it for an actress that we've watched in these movies for almost 45 years this series started with her as the focal point and like this is truly it like this is it, it really yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been really thinking about it and I've been watching a lot of John Carpenter interviews and listen to his music. And obviously he's not on his deathbed, but I dude, 10 years from now, he could not be here. You know, mm-hmm. he's 74, 75. He's doing good. He quit smoking cigarettes and, mm-hmm. you know, but he smoked like a freight train for decades, you know, so his, and his dad lived to be, I don't know if his dad's still alive. I know his dad was well into his nineties a while back and he said his dad was still alive, but so he could be around for another 15, 20 years. That'd be great. I don't need him to do anything. It's just, it feels good to know he's alive, but I mean, dude, this is like the end of an era mm-hmm. and not even really just like the Halloween era. But like truly the end of I don't know how to put it into words, but it really started hitting me. And that's probably why I'm like, this is going to be the greatest fucking movie ever. This can be the best mm-hmm. Halloween movie ever. Could be. Still could be. I don't see why people is like, there's no way. Why not? Why the fuck not? I still think it's going to be the best of the trilogy. I think it has this I really classic right. vibe look to it. Like there's something very, very no, simple I've, and classic with the clothes. I've got to say. Yeah, I've got to say that's one thing. Someone that has been critical of this new trilogy, Dave McRae, who is also a diehard Halloween fan. Dave has said on many occasions, and I agree with him. I like the feel and the look of this movie. It feels very classic. Like there's something about it. There is an aura there in the TV spots and the trailers we've gotten that just make it. It just it feels like Halloween. It feels like Halloween. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. 
Yeah, I know just... you're you're right. It's the it is the end, guys. So whether you fucking hate this new trilogy and you hate the character of Laurie Strode at this point, well, fucking good for you. This is the end. So you, you won't have to see it anymore. But I caution you to I would caution that. I would caution that thinking because you don't really know what you got till it's gone sometimes. And uh when Most it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's look at revisionist history. I mean, yeah, what the people really hated the Thorn trilogy after it was said and done. You know, a lot of people really hated it. And now, it's almost fucking, 30 years later, oh, wow. Yeah, well, it is 30 years later. Wow, man. I'd love to see Danielle come back. I'd love to see them revisit that again. Exactly. Because absence makes the heart grow fonder. And... 10 years, 15 years from now, you might go, man, I really miss Jamie Lee. Like, I, I kind of miss that. I do miss that. So just, I don't know, guys. Enjoy the ride. Buckle up. It's going to be a fucking bumpy one. Um, like this, this is truly it. But yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it is, it's crazy to think about, man. It really, really is. But, you know, the flip side of that, that is kind of cool, though, Christian, is maybe when this is all said and done, before we know it, we've got new Friday, a new nightmare to kind of fill that void. So that's the hope, at least. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Pinhead's back. Dude, fucking Pinhead is back before then. I'll, you, know, I, you know, I'll take that. Pinhead, I will, des- I will, Pinhead yeah. deserves it, quite frankly. Yeah. yeah Wouldn't it be also, cool? Wouldn't it yeah, be cool if this movie does really good? And then, like, and, and the, the person playing Pinhead does good, too. And then the next one, you could bring Doug Bradley back as well and be a part of this universe. Well, it's funny you mention that because the director, David Bruckner, over the past few weeks has been dropping these weird hints. Oh, is Doug Bradley in this movie? No, people are speculating that he might maybe kind of in some way tie in. And David Bruckner recently has been saying this movie might be more like the 11th installment in the Hellraiser franchise and not an entire restart. And people are like, what do you mean by that? And a lot of theories I've heard from people is that this could be a new hell priest from an alternate dimension in hell. So Bradley's pinhead, those movies have happened. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, if I were a betting man, I would say there's going to be something in this movie, whether it's an Easter egg or a line or something that's going to make you go, wait, wait a minute. Is this acknowledging those previous movies? And I think that's going to be their way of setting it up to be like, okay, if this does well and it's received well, maybe we kind of tie these in more moving forward. So that would be really, really cool. Um, Also, be, far be it from me to uh, not mention Doug Bradley was very critical of Hellraiser Revelations and Hellraiser Judgment. He has not been critical of this one. Uh, he's actually been pretty vocally supportive. So just saying, maybe he's trying to grease the wheels too. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, dude, the, 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 I guess multiverse is the word. Like that's so popular now. And that's all everything is now. Yeah. You know, the Halloween multiverse is coming next, Christian. I think that those two pinheads would look cool together. But we'll yeah, see. I mean, 
We got to see, see why. I don't, well, I don't see why you couldn't. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, and I can't wait to dig into this with Gary. But like, how much of like behind the scenes stuff on your Blu-rays and DVDs of Hellraiser have you watched? Like, have you done a fair amount? I know on the Scarlet Box that I watched the Leviathan documentaries. Uh, yeah. About those. Now, in terms of the sequels, like the latter sequels, probably if, not if much. They even had special features. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if I did, I certainly don't remember anything. Well, the reason I ask is because some people may not know how extensive the pinhead makeup is. So, because your first line of thought might be, well, Doug Bradley's old now. Guys, this makeup, there's an appliance that goes on his chin, that goes under his eyes, on his cheeks. Like that, it, none of that is really skin. Um, so it kind of doesn't matter how old he is because it can kind of make his face look like how it always looked. And I'm sure Doug can still deliver those lines. Oh, that question. voice. So it's doable. It's, it's still doable. And, you know, Gary, Gary has said this, and I think a lot of Hellraiser fans have felt this way, that it doesn't sit right with them that what at, to this point is D- Doug Bradley's final line as Pinhead in Hellworld is, how's that for a wake up call? Like a Freddy Krueger, yeah, you know, Freddy's deadline is Doug Bradley's last moment as Pinhead. Gary has literally lamented that and been like, it is a fucking travesty that that is how he went out as Pinhead. So, dude, it's, I'm excited. So, when does Hellraiser come out? The fourth, seventh, two weeks from today. No shit. Yep. In, uh, oh my goodness. I mean, I know Christian isn't super excited for it. I'm not either. I'm kind of ambivalent on it, but you're in a, in a span of a few weeks, you're going to have more Chucky. Then you're going to have Hellraiser. Then you're going to have Halloween ends. I mean, we're eating. Oh, and then Terrifier too. A lot of people are excited for that. Like I'm excited for Terrifier too. We're eating pretty good right now. So, you know, Hey, Oh, also, another thing that got announced today, I don't know if you follow BD, so I'm sure you saw it. What, what do you think of this uh, official announcement on Final Destination 6? Ha! Huh, really? I didn't see that yet. Yeah, officially announced. Director, uh, writers, the guy that wrote, one of the writers of Scream 5 uh, is writing the script, and it's an HBO Max exclusive movie. Well, there goes your Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Um. I will watch it. Those are fun movies, man. I love Final Destination. I didn't. I didn't. I never saw that yet. I hadn't been on Twitter much or we anything also, really today. Yeah, we also got an announcement today of a true sequel to Cloverfield, a legitimate like a monster. Clover, yes, a legitimate Cloverfield two, because they've had all these weird movies like Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is awesome, fucking amazing. Yeah, but it only ties in at the very end and very loosely just to be like, hey, we're kind of a Cloverfield movie. And then Cloverfield Paradox, that Netflix movie that sucked balls. Um, So after a decade and a half, they're finally going, okay, we're going to give you a true sequel now. Cloverfield's awesome. That first movie really is awesome. Oh, yeah, it's great. And so is 10 Cloverfield Lane. So that movie, fucking amazing. I love John Goodman. And I was like, he's in a horror film? This is awesome. And damn, was he fucking intimidating in that shit. Yeah. And they talk about my hometown in that movie. So if anybody has seen it, they talk oh, about Does my it take place in Louisiana? Yeah. But they wow. talk about my actual hometown in there. 
So I'm not going to say it on here, but if you watch it, <laughs> you can figure it out. Yeah, well, there you go, guys. Um, if you want to know where Christian lives, watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Um, any other? Yeah, yeah, any other? I just had something, but damn it, now I forgot it, what it was. Um, Rack your brain. What were Where, where is, is, is Terrifier 2 going to be on a streaming service or... It has to be. There's no way that's going to theaters. Zero percent chance that's going to theaters. Oh, I it's festivals, to, whatever. But. No, it's it's going to theaters. It's going it, uh, to how many theaters? Yeah, it's playing in my local theater. Thursday, are you kidding October me? Six at seven thirty p.m. Yep, You're joking. Uh, it comes out October sixth. Uh, Terrifier two. It is a limited release, but it's not like Fathom events. Um, it is getting released. Let's see. It is going to release in about 800 or so theaters, I think. And then later in the month, nope, later in the month, it will stream on Screenbox. Screenbox. Yep. And they have already announced a Terrifier 3. What the hell is Chris Jericho doing in Terrifier 2? Oh, fuck. He's in it. I'm looking at the cast right now. Hey, Tamara Glenn's in there, though. Felissa Rose? Yeah, Felissa's in there. Jason Lively? Oh, man. What the fuck is he doing in there? That's Euro Rusty. Yeah. Damn. What hey. God's name is going You want to know here. something, Christian? I, I still haven't seen the first one. And oh, you haven't? Uh, well, here's, here's why. I heard that it's gory and it's fun, but I heard that there's almost no narrative, and it's kind of very muddy. And Hey. It's a movie about a killer clown. I know, I know. I'm going to watch it because I want to see the second one because all the reviews about the second one are far better than the first one. Everyone first, says it's Dude, better. the first one's awesome. It's literally a killer clown movie. I mean, Christian, what, right now, go on your I phone. can't understand people being upset about the plot. I, I, I live mean, in the, Nick, I live in the Twilight Zone. People dude, are complaining about the plot of a killer clown movie. You've got to be fucking kidding me. I live in the Twilight Zone. You do. But I want you to go on your phone right now, go to Google, type in Terrifier 2, and see if it brings up theaters next to you. See if it's playing right next to you. Because as soon as I typed it in on my phone with location services on, it showed me when it was playing near me. So you might have your mind blown right now finding out that it's playing near you. You got to see the first one. I will before this one comes out. Yeah. I'm almost done with my Phantasm rewatch. I just have Ravager left. <clears throat> which is the only one I haven't seen. So technically this is a first time watch for me. So guys live now on the podcast, we're going to find out if Christian is going to be able to see terrifier two in theaters. I don't think so. Let me see. Well, if you're using a computer, do you have location services on that? So it knows where you're searching from. Uh, well, yeah, I, it's telling me to put in my, yeah, I don't think there's anything really, really close to me at all. Damn it. It's playing in it's playing in festivals right now, and I the embargo was lifted the other day, and the first reviews are coming out, and they're they're overwhelmingly positive. What the hell I mean, is an embargo? It's I've basically it basically means you can see it, but you're not allowed to talk about it until X date. And if you do talk about it before X date, you pretty much lose your credentials to get screeners again. 
So if you're, if you just break the embargo and say, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to tell people about it anyway. Cause I want to be the first review out. It's a gamble. It's not a gamble. It's a, it's suicide because it's like, okay, well, you're never going to get a screener to another early showing of anything ever again. So huh. yeah, it's, it's, like an NDA, but not. It's 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 kind of a it's a spoken agreement. It's like, don't be a dick and ruin this, or we'll ruin your chance of being a member of the quote unquote press. So, but yeah, right now, Terrifier Two is sitting with a seven point one on IMDb, and I don't know if there's a Rotten Tomato score yet. Um, the movie is two and a half hours long which is wild for a slasher movie. I mean, two wild. and a half. All right. Now two that's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of people have it, the reviews I have seen of it too, have been like, it is pretty long. Like it, it's definitely uh, right now. It has an a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes. It's only got four reviews, but they're all four positive. So yeah, I mean, they might have a hit on their hands. So, have you seen the Barbarian yet? No, but I, Christian I and I, that. we we have a sub, we have a subscriber and a very loyal listener who we know is listening right now, Alexis, who will not stop badgering Christian and I about seeing Barbarian. So, mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna try to catch it this weekend, man. I'm gonna try. She says it's great. Everyone that has seen it, you know, Rudy, you know, people that I know that have seen it, they say it's great. You gotta fucking yeah. see it. And actually, yeah in kind of an unprecedented move, they're expanding it into more theaters this weekend. And it's third weekend. It's getting more theaters because of the positive word of mouth. So that's I cool. I see it. Jurassic world dominion officially passed $1 billion today at the global box office. It's only the second movie. Jesus. Past, yeah. Uh, Top gun Maverick and Jurassic world now are the only billion dollar grocers over the last year. So Always happy to see dinos make a billion dollars. What about that uh, Spider-Man movie? Well, I, over the past year. So that, w- that, that was last year? year. No, that was 2021. But that movie came dangerously close to $2 billion. 1.91 is what You're it joking. made. How much did it cost? Uh, I, I think it was $300 million. And the 300 market, million. Oh my God. The marketing was, I want to say the marketing was probably another 100 to 200 million. Uh, probably 200 million if we're being honest, because put it in perspective, um, Halloween, or the budget was only 200 million actually. Um, it made 1.19, billion. And uh, Deadline Hollywood estimated the net profit after accounting, production budget, marketing, talent, everything like that. Spider-Man No Way Home profited $610 million when it was all said and done. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking money from one movie and just that's, that's pure profit, pure profit. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was an event, man. That was so fun. The hype. The hype I, got, I jumped on it. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was so cool to be a part of. I mean... We got to live to see all the live action Spider Man come together in one movie. That's yeah. really, that's really cool. It was wait, cool. Can't wait for the Halloween multiverse movie where we get Brad Lurie and Chris Durand and Tyler Maine and they're all fighting each other. And well, then people you know. can finally see that Tyler Maine would beat the shit out of everybody. Can you believe we had people arguing that? I mean, 
Have you seen this, man? Can I believe that people are arguing against Rob Zombie's Halloween? Yes, yeah. I can. Yeah, but I mean, just Tyler Maine versus... It doesn't matter. I mean, it, doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter if Jesus Christ was under the mask in that movie. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I, guess I guess you're right. You know what I mean? I guess you're right. Uh, uh, shit. Yeah. You got any physical media order that you're waiting on? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the Halloween 4Ks are coming very, very soon. We're, we're all excited for that. We all caught the uh, Walmart snafu. Did you get lot. it from there? No. Uh, and uh, from uh, Rudy... He has like an expertise in this department uh, with banking and, and whatnot. And he told me legally Walmart's not going to sell them to people that pre-ordered it at that cost for like the hour that it was up. Legally, they're probably going to give you two, two actions you can take. One, you can they're not going to force you to pay the new price. They're going to give you an option. You can choose to pay the new price and keep it or you can cancel your order. But they're not going to force you to stay locked in and pay the new price because you already pre-ordered. So but I don't think anybody's going to end up getting it for that price. You think so? Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's Walmart, dude. It's Walmart. Like that's, well, see, that's why I figured it might happen. I don't know anything. I'm just saying it's like Sam Walton can afford to uh, eat the costs on those Halloween. He probably can, but you know, this is a partnership with Scream Factory. So, you know, Scream Factory is probably like, fuck no. Well, this is why I think would happen. Scream Factory is going to sell Walmart a wholesale price for a bunch of them, which is what they do for Best Buy and other places when they sell physical media to them. Walmart is going to be the one eating the costs because they're going to be pay- they're going to basically be selling it for what it costs them to buy it from Scream Factory. So this shouldn't hurt Scream Factory, right? Unless it's a consignment thing, and they. But I don't know if cons- if you do consignment through online sales. But I know Walmart does consignment in their stores. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just know. assume that, you know, Walmart pays wholesale prices for X amount from Scream Factory. And then Walmart's, instead of selling them at the suggested retail price, they're supposed to, they fucked up. And they're going to, they themselves are going to eat the cost. But dude, maybe they will cancel it. You may be right. I know, I know some people said that their charge went on their website, on their, on their bank their bank cards i guess that's what we say we just field it to you guys you guys let us know once it comes out what walmart does it's we're gonna it dude we're gonna find out we'll find out yes there there will be pretty uh colorful responses on social media about it i'm sure yeah it was Um, screen factory fucked up like this too and they they have no problem like they listed the army of darkness set they did like this mega set of army of darkness why they would sell it like this i don't know but you could buy a bundle of Army of Darkness with the 4K release and then the mm-hmm. Steelbook release and then like pins and posters. Yeah. And they instead of charging like 149, it was on sale for 59 and people were pre-ordering it and then they completely refunded everybody you're like no, you're, <laughs> you're not you're not getting all that for yeah. that price. But I also am getting the Evil Dead 2013 4K. Me too. Um, Me too. That's this coming Tuesday, I think. Yep. Yep. That's I exciting. can't wait to get that. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, that movie's going to look so fucking good. Um, and I've been... Okay, so I watched your videos on The Lost Boys and Poltergeist, and so I know your thoughts on it and everything, and if you guys want to know his in-depth thoughts, watch his videos on his channel. He covered both of them. My not, thing is... Not much in-depth in those videos. <laughs> I, well, my thing is just like, I was really kind of apprehensive because of some of the artwork. Like, I'm just like the presentation to me is like, really? 
Like yeah. th- this is what you get. Like the Lost Boys, especially, I think is bad. It's I like, don't like. It's like it. Lego art. It yeah. It's just like come the fuck on, man. Like yeah. seriously, the, the transfers are really good on them, but yeah, the artwork is. Dude, just put that red poster with the yeah. characters on the front. You know, I hear you. Even Poltergeist, so, the Poltergeist, it, like it's. They're right here, actually. Like Lost Boys is pretty bad. Like it's like Lego movie art. Yeah, you know. But Poltergeist is a little better, but it's it not, is a little better. Yes, it's not saying much. No, like dude, all you had to do for Poltergeist was put the title and put like a nice close up shot of the clown, like in the yeah. front. People would have loved that, or just the theatrically released poster. You can't go wrong with the classic. Like I don't know why they don't do that. They I don't have know. to repay x amount that costs more than making you know sticker art but it's dumb it's dumb yeah i don't know but speaking of which it's pretty soon pretty soon christian i'm telling you pretty soon we are going to see poltergeist and phantasm get revisited reboots remakes again I really do think, yeah. Well, there's been talk about Phantasm for the last few years, and apparently Coscarelli's up for it, even All with right. Anger Scrim being gone. They already did Poltergeist. I know, but it flopped. Nobody cared because it so, sucked, dude. Oh, it did suck. It, it it's was bad. I it's let somebody lifeless. borrow. I bought it. I blind bought it. I didn't see it in theaters. I blind bought it on Blu-ray. I watched it. I was like, "What the fuck?" My buddy hadn't seen it. He was like, "Hey, can I borrow it?" Sure. I never asked for it back. It's soulless. It's just so soulless, dude. There's nothing redeeming about it. I hated it. Yeah, it's just one of those movies that's a waste of an hour and a half. It's like, I saw all this, and it was done better. So, like, I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah, when I think about, like, that era of, like, the paranormal-type movies, one of the ones that always comes to mind that I think is just one of the absolute best is Ouija 2, that prequel. Oh, Origin of Evil. Oh, yeah. Origin of Evil. Dude, that movie is... Like the first one's not really good. No. Ouija just just called is it just called Ouija? Yep. Ouija. Ouija. Yep. Whatever you. It's like it's like very stock standard kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But the second one was like spooky as shit. You know. Yeah. Well, my my guy Mike Flanagan doesn't miss. He just you doesn't know? miss. That was him. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't miss. Um. Also, a bit of news. Uh, they're moving forward, Christian. We got the announcement a few months ago. They're officially about to start production on The Nun 2. The hey, Nun 2. Who's directing it? I want to say it's... Oh, it's Michael Chavez, the director of The Conjuring 3. Um, and um, Taisa Farmiga is coming back as Sister Irene. And Bonnie Aarons is coming back as Valak. And... Uh, I guess Valak, is that the it. devil or is that the yeah, nun? The thing? demon, yep. Uh, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's about to go before cameras, and it comes out uh, in a year, September next hey, year. You know what, dude? There's zero reason why it, it won't be better than the previous one. Oh, I know, I know, but what a wasted opportunity! I love the setting. The gothic setting was just to die for. I love the visuals in that movie. Like that's at people's least- biggest gripe, I think, too, was why is this movie taking place in the past? This is bullshit. I loved they- it. They, I think, what I think from the audience perception, whenever you see movies like this that take place in the past, this is why I don't watch pre. This is why I didn't watch Better Call Saul, even though people have said oh, yeah. it's really good, and I'm sure it was. I know that Saul Goodman eventually becomes the lawyer in Breaking Bad, so it's like I don't really give a shit what happened before. 
because I already know the outcome. So I think when you see movies with like characters like this with the nun and you see what that character starts doing in the Conjuring universe, well, this movie takes place years and years ago. So who gives a shit? I, yeah. I think people on that on just on that just on that kind of uh, that kind of element, like why like people really don't really like prequels. Yeah, you know. No, no, I I, I do agree. Yeah, it's kind of like hey, I already know where they end up. It's kind of like how I felt about that Han Solo prequel movie a couple years ago. I said, I just don't give a shit. Is I mean, that the I, highest rated one though? Like, like one of the highest rated, like star Wars, maybe like, critically, but commercially it flopped. Did it dude. really? Cause oh, I remember I looked, I looked something up and I remember I saw that one had a really good rating. I want to say it was either that or rogue one. It was, it had to have been rogue one because solo. Yeah. Solo didn't even do it did okay critically, sixty nine percent on Rotten okay. Tomatoes. Rogue One was like a fighting movie, right? Like battling and, it, and shit blowing up. It didn't even make four hundred million at the box office. Yeah, um, which yeah, is they, insane. Rogue One, real quick, eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, one point one billion. Um, oh. Yeah, Rogue One was the one. It's about. It's the prequel to Episode Four. It's between Episode Three and Episode Four. How did they get the Death Star plans? And that's where, you know, where Star Wars started. The very first Star Wars movie, they're transmitting the plans. Darth Vader breaks onto the ship. Yeah, that's that movie is how did they get the plans? And Mm -hmm. that movie is awesome. And it's it's not really a Star Wars movie. Like I've I've seen it once. It is very good. I remember thinking that one. Yeah, I remember thinking that one was good. But yeah, so I mean, that's kind of some of the stuff coming down the pipeline as far as... um, movies coming uh you know physical media releases it's been a it's been a nice late summer early fall and it it, it only continues from here um ready to see halloween six on 4k i re- i'm ready to see all three of those on i really am yeah dude, watch resurrection dude h2o shine. I, no here's my thing here's my thing h2o's blu-rays have not been great they really haven't. I was actually pissed because of of the two, H2O and Resurrection, Resurrection's transfers have been better than H2O's at like every fucking turn. So I'm really, really hoping they nail this one. I'm really I'm sure hoping they will. Because, But I was right too. I talked to Justin about this a few months ago when these were being speculated and then eventually announced. I said, he was saying, I'm really hoping we get some stuff, you know, bonus stuff on H2O. I said, ain't going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, Akkad and all them have basically disowned H2O at this point because of this new trilogy. They're not, you won't get Jamie Lee back to do interviews, none of this stuff. They're not, oh, they won't no. do it. And guess what? You're not getting anything new with H2O. You're just not. Resurrection's getting a bunch, not H2O because they've kind of disowned it. They're like, yeah, that was our first attempt at an anniversary, but now this is the real anniversary. We, we just, we just ignore that that happened. So, yeah, for better or worse. Dude, um, oh my God, you're right. We get a new camera negative. That's that's literally it. New yep. 4K scan from the original camera negative. They have disowned it. They have disowned that movie. Um, not we're one getting, of my. It's not one of my personal six. favorites, but yeah, I know. I do enjoy. I think it's Laurie Schrode's best movie. I love really. it. I, love I really it. do. I love it for all its warts and all and all. Yeah, dude, we don't have much new on six either. Dude, it's all resurrection. 
that's all dude but yeah like dude that's awesome like somebody's gonna talk about buster rhymes in that thing but why didn't we get a buster rhymes interview a new one i don't he probably i wouldn't be i wouldn't doubt it if he was if he was a, if it was there was an attempt and either one he wanted x amount of money that they didn't want to pay or two he had no interest yeah fuck that everybody hated me i know i don't want to go back to that I, you think uh, you think he thinks that i think he's like has no oh, at idea. this point i don't think he cares i really don't think he cares he did a lot he did some acting bit parts in movies in the early 2000s like a lot of the you know these hip-hop artists and rappers did at that time i really don't think they care it was just a paycheck it was just to try to build their brand a little bit they don't really give a shit no i mean you don't ever hear ll cool j talk about h2o even though he was good in that movie i mean they just oh, don't funny he was they great. just don't really care you know it's like that's kind of like just a side hustle for them which is yeah. crazy to think about yeah i was in a movie whatever it's not really my main gig like imagine being that fucking rich <laughs> but yeah no i mean christian and i have said we're we're, we're on record if buster rhymes cameos and halloween ends heads will explode mm. I it's hope it happens. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, I think that's all I got on the uh, pressing topics of today. Yeah. I think that's it. Just uh, a nice, this, this is what I call the driving episodes. If somebody's on a drive right now, this is the kind where you just sit back and listen. I listen to these episodes back. These are the kinds that I listen to. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Some of them, when we go a little crazy, especially when we go live, you don't really watch them back much, except for like some of the funny parts. Cause you're just like, man, it would really went off the rails. And like the audience loves that. But for me, I'm a type of guy I've told you guys all this on here before I go into work in the morning. And for the first few hours while I'm opening before I'm open and I'm by myself, I got my AirPods in and I'm listening to podcasts and I'm just trying to listen to a nice conversation and, you know, stuff like that. Also, it's important for us to listen to these back because you want to kind of critique yourself. Um, yeah. See what you can do better. Um, yeah, you know, now that we don't have the echo, uh, I don't really have major critiques with myself anymore. Not really. Some of the, some of the time, sometimes Christian's making some faces while I'm talking and it looks like he like hates life. Oh, no, no. I have Tourette's. I don't know if I've ever no, no, I know, I know that's not the case, but people point that out too. They're like, why does Christian look like every time I post a screenshot of like, we have a guest on or whatever, Christian always jokes that I always take the worst pictures. Like he, he's like, dude, I always look depressed <laughs> in the screenshots you take. And I'm like, I dude, I don't, I just take it. I don't really, you know, no, but I, I, I sometimes Sydney will tell me like, I'll, I'll make like this face where like I put my eyebrows down or something. I have like, it's clinically diagnosed, but I don't, there's nothing I can do for it. Sometimes I feel like my face, the muscles start doing like this. And so I'll have to make faces sometimes and I don't realize I'm doing it. And, uh, I've had that since like my whole life and I never got diagnosed that till I was like 17 or 18. But sometimes I look fucking pissed. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, at this point I, I know. Like, I, I, I know what it is. I don't take that personal. Um, yeah. But it is funny because sometimes people are like, see, see, mad. <laughs> like, no, no, he was pissed. Like, you know, I don't know. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what? D Dave Vanderhoff 
Dave's probably listening right now. Lee made a post on Instagram that he is officially beginning his uh, trek into rewatching all the Hellraiser movies beginning tonight. And I replied and said, yes, so stoked for this. And Dave replied, said, calm down, Nick. Hellraiser is not that great. He's right, but Hellraiser 2 is but, better but than... There, and Dave, there's a lot of fucking potential there. There's a lot of potential there. So that's why I'm stoked. That's why I'm stoked. Someone Hellraiser get it 2. right. Dude, I'm going to end the episode right here. Hellraiser 2 is literally one of the greatest horror films of the 1980s, period. And you all have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the You Need a Horror Podcast. Rate us. Rate us. Rate us. Like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Get ready because next month is October. So you'll probably be hearing a lot about that uh, old Michael Myers. That white-faced fucker. That's right. Take care, guys. This has been a production of the You Need a Horror Podcast. You need it, we got it. Thank you for listening.